is Fam. And this is Jonesy. And we are... Your Twin Vipers. Podcast about martial arts in action movies, Jonesy. What is up? Fam, what is happening? We have been on fire the last couple weeks. We, uh, we guest starred on our brother podcast, Bat and Spider. Yep. Also two animals, I just realized. Twin Vipers, Bat and Spider. It's a whole, it's a whole zoo of uh, tape deck hosts. Uh, we were able to fill in for the uh, Under the Weather Charles Forsman. We had a great episode. Check it out. We uh, we covered the uh, Seven Golden Vampires starring a young, well, was he ever young? Peter Cushing? No. Dude came out of the womb 50. Yeah. So. With that perfect, perfectly quaffed Yeah, perfectly quaffed hair. Yeah, no, he looked good. Yeah. Was, yeah Tarkin killing it as usual. Um, yes, thanks to the uh, Bat and Spider pod for letting us on Dale and, and you know, Chuck uh, for letting us spend some time on there. Definitely love talking a horror martial arts movie, which there aren't a ton of them, but that was a damn good one. So yeah, uh, I was give that a listen. shocked how much I liked the seven golden vampires. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was super cool. Jonesy, have you watched anything lately? My God, I've been watching too much. I had to watch the fugitive for, um, not had to, like it's such a, a chore. I watched the fugitive for doom pod, which is recently been rebranded to the escape hatch uh i guest starred on there with our our friend dear friend catcher was a good time and then uh the other podcast i'm associated with interview with the podcast vampire came back and i had to watch again had to quotes Mm -hmm. uh watch lions for lamb and then as if that wasn't enough i took my family to see indiana jones and the dial of destiny oh so i've done nothing but watch movies for like the last two weeks everybody can tell who the podcast uh pro is in this in this duo that and it is, is you i am no, falling I'm, I'm falling apart over here just doing one episode every couple of weeks it's um, okay uh, all right so indiana jones how would the family think my kids loved it they loved it I mean, even my 10 year old said wow dad that was a good movie and uh my wife liked it too and she famously likes nothing so got it uh i mean i uh, self-professed the greatest movie ever made is indiana jones of the last crusade i probably the movie i've probably seen the most it's in my letterbox top four my name is jones my dog's name is indiana she was named after the dog uh so i'm a little biased i mean i had issues with the movie that aren't real issues i mean have you seen it no i have not but you can uh, i can't uh, i can't spoil what do you mean, it for what do you mean? What do you think so Indiana Jones? I will, he finds I will a treasure say, of some sort. I'm in. Like, I just haven't had time to get out and watch it. That's, that's on me. But um. I would say the only thing that, quote, took me out of it, and it's Indiana Jones movie, so how far out are you going, was they de-aged Indy, but he's still 81. So you have this young-looking Indy, but he still walks bow-legged like he's 81. Is it, it like just, the Irishman issue or issue where no, they made it, Robert De Niro is, super look young and he could fight, he fought like an old man? This is, I think... They had like uh, guns to the CGI editors, and see, uh, like every time they floated close to the uh, the Irishman quality, they like cocked the guns and scared them back into doing it right because it's uh, heads and shoulders above the quality of the Irishman. But did they? Um, how? Oh man! Well, hey, spoilers for Indiana Jones. I don't yeah. care if I get spoiled. Um, did they? How long was his de aging scenes? Was a lot of it or not really? It was. It was basically the opener. Was sure. the aging, and then he was back to old Harrison, you know. After, yeah. you know, after credits, essentially. 
Did they but, explain uh, why Shia LaBeouf was not in this movie? Yes. That's good. Very, okay. very poignantly, I might add. Uh, that was actually they one of my favorite. Did Poochie his ass back to his home planet? Like, what'd they do? Uh, I mean, am I spoiling No, this don't, movie? don't spoil it. I will wa- I'm going to end up watching it. I, I'm I so will say I was impressed the way they handled it. And good. it tied into the story without having to bring Shia back. Okay, cool. I'm in. Which, who knows if he was even offered to come back. I, I, don't, I don't get that into it. But. No, I think they needed a cleaner. I mean, do you feel like this movie was a cleaner break than the Crystal Skull was? A cleaner end, I mean, in the in that sense. I liked ultimately I liked the last scene of Crystal Skull better. Felt more Indiana Jones to me. But you like the ending with the aliens and the UFO? No, I like the, the ending at the chapel. Oh yeah, that's cute. Yeah, where he finally cute. gets it right, marries Marion, has a family. Yeah. Like, that was the greatest treasure he discovered in that movie was the family that he found. Uh, But I will say I did like the ending of this movie. I like the the coda of Crystal Skull a little better. Got it. There's, like, he he done, right? Ain't no way. Yeah. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. He put on the hat at the end and he's, like, riding off on a horse. No way. Nobody else wears it. To put everybody's fears aside, if you haven't seen Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny... No one becomes Indiana Jones at the end of this movie. It's Harrison. And Great. he rides off of the sunset as Indiana Jones, per se. I am definitely want to see it. I, I'm going to see it in theater probably this weekend coming up. I, I just I just haven't had time. But um, to see an Indiana Jones movie in a theater again is, is a really well, that, crazy thing That's the thing. thing. That's the magic. Right. Is, is, to see, is to sit down and with my two kids who weren't alive for the last one, say, okay, here we go. This is an Indiana Jones movie in the theaters. I could see with my kids, as, with Harrison Ford. I mean, those moments are, are few and fleeting. Yeah, because I remember seeing Last Crusade and I remember seeing Crystal Skull in the theater. So those were kind of cool. But Crystal Skull, was, it was all right. But yeah, I, I do. I, I Everything I'm hearing from this one, it's great. It's a very, it feels like a very Indiana Jones kind of movie. So I'm yes. definitely in. And there, there's a, it, at the climax of the film, there's something that happens that I was like, oh, you could end the movie here and it would be okay. But so, but they didn't. No, they kept going. But it's okay. okay. It it's it was a good experience. And I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on the next episode. Yeah, I will I will I'm meaning to I don't know, man. We're getting he- we're getting hot and heavy on movies in the next two weeks. Ooh, the, we're, cooking, we're cooking with gas. Um we have a we have a uh, Mission Impossible is coming out yep. soon. This Friday so. I think it's in previews. When well when this no, it's out on airs, Wednesday, it's so out. it'll be out. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be out by the time um this this gets released so that's going to be huge i mean we've got uh oppenheimer got yeah to see that. i'm like the I biggest screen known man barbie might get it might probably get my money so i might go see barbie in the theaters yeah i was a uh, I was kind of impressed how much i laughed at the trailer it's good yeah it's really, it's it looks really good. good and i'm a fan of uh margot robbie i think she's yes. really talented Ryan gosling's great and everything so yeah the I, gods totally. they call him yeah nah, nobody so. calls him that the gauze. The gauze. Sopping up blood? What are we doing? <laughs> no, yeah, he's great. Um, I think that's it's a really big it. summer at the movies. Thank, thank God, Tom Cruise single handedly saved the movies with Maverick. He did. Every, he did. Did you not see that? What was I think it was the Oscars. Steve Spurgery already came up for like, thanks you for saving movies. I mean, legit. Yeah. Like, listen, Tom, thank you. That, oh, that I love say that what you will. So much. I'm sure there are Tom naysayers in this audience listening now. But he put his cape on, and he saved the movies. Thank you, Tom. Was Tom ever in a martial arts movie, not counting Last Samurai? You I don't know. believe so. I think or the, Legend. 
Legend Knight would not, not qualify movie. that as a martial arts movie. He's got a sword. Uh, uh, collateral, he did some action, but not not really martial arts. Uh, no, I yeah. no. Tom Cruise, martial arts man, or not much. Sorry, action man, not martial arts man. I got that mixed up. Yeah, Tom Cruise, right. action man. But I'm just thinking, if has he done a martial arts movie? No, I nothing think that I think you and I would consider a martial arts movie. I think Last Samurai comes close. Sure, I'll take it. Last Samurai was good. He does some wild things with a katana. In that yes, movie. and a lot of people died. That was a wild very, very, very. I was gonna say very many. Yes. Is that a thing? Yeah. M- many more. Um, yeah, it's a, that was nuts. Um, but yeah, for me, honestly, I'm, that would be a little bit disappointing. I haven't really watched yeah. anything. And I'm Your letterbox has been ice cold. Let's, what's the last thing? We're going to pull, we're going to pull let's, up said let's fan's go. letterbox. This is it's the content be, they come for here. They this, come yeah, right for, for yeah, me to pick up my phone to see the last thing I watched, and it's probably bad. Oh, I watched, oh no, I watched the menu. The menu was great. The menu I've... Oh, I've, that was good. That was Ray Fines, right? Yeah, Ray Fines. I have friends in like the restaurant industry. Um, some yeah. of my friends are like... like one of my friends like a Michelin chef. Shout out to Mike Calantas. Yeah. So I watched the menu and I I loved it. I just love like the... It was... It, it was it, It's like a dark comedy. There was some like gory stuff in it, but it was like a real dark comedy and I kind of dig those kind of movies. So just to see like the situation they were in and it just... The ridiculousness of the stuff they were being fed. There's one point where they're like, it was like a 12 course meal or something like that. One of the courses they state like, oh, usually in this course you would get bread, but today we're not going to give you bread. (laughs) So they just gave them the dipping sauces for nothing. It was great. It was so stupid. <laughs> just a lot of like little stupid quirky stuff like that. But the menu, I I, I enjoyed a lot. So yeah, that's the last thing I watched. I, yeah, I liked the, the movie a lot. The Not previews perplexed me, so I need to sit down and and watch it. I mean, they try to. They, they think they try to position it as what if Gordon Ramsay was evil, right? Which, Which he I'm is, like, right? Yeah, no, nah. generally, I think he plays it up for the TV. Sure. But yeah, the menu. I enjoyed the menu. That's the last thing I watched. I, I I am gonna start deep diving into some movies. So next time, I will come with some stuff. Okay, and I'll probably be tapped out. I'll just I'll be burned. Yeah, out. we're gonna yeah we're gonna yeah tag in tag out on this thing now. I I need to pick up my my viewing habits. I At least I've gotten better than like Daredevil episode three. Sure. I watched it too. I mean I, I mean the bear is out, and I wanted to watch. I mean speaking of like food stuff, the bear is out Ooh. in season two, and I wanted to watch the bear because I love season one, but I just haven't had a chance to watch yet. We are getting into content that we're is way not in the weeds. <laughs> we're yeah, in we're the weeds. way we're in the weeds. We're about to start talking about our Netflix playlist. All right. Yeah, God. All right. So, Jonesy, do you want to tell the folks about the movie today? So, we watched, uh, and we were quite happy to watch Master Z of the Yipmon universe, which I'm shocked has not had a second part yet. But this is a standalone film connected to the mythology of uh, Donnie Yen's Yipmon franchise. And it starts off right where Yipmon 3 ends. Uh, Yip defeats Master Z with honor, you know, not, he did not humiliate him, but Master Z takes that as, I'm going to hang up my, my Orthodox Wing Chun gloves. Master Z's character from both the previous film and this film are, you know, if I can't be the best, maybe it's time for me to walk away altogether, which would lead you to believe that he had honor. Uh, however, we pick up in this film, he's an enforcer for the mob once again, different section of Hong Kong with his son. Uh, he uses his mafia money to stand up the legs of his grocery business. Uh, he's kind of leaving the, he, he's trying to quit, lead a quiet life, 
I guess, to retire out of the Wing Chun spotlight uh, until he gets kind of roped into a bad situation once again. A opium addict and her sister are uh, set upon by this gangster Kit, and uh, Master Z basically wipes the floor with Kit and his entire crew. That basically puts a target on his back. Some skirmishes happen. Uh, Master Z goes too far, sets Kit's clubhouse on fire, and then he firebombs Master Z's grocery store, and him and his son are kind of street urchins. They're taken in by the opium girls. Well, they're not both into opium. One, one, is, one, is one opium girl. Not, I'm splitting hairs, but you, you understand what I mean. So from there, he must make a choice. Will he use his Wing Chun again for the right reasons? And he does. He finds out, finally, that the mastermind behind Kit is not, in fact, Michelle Yeoh, who is stunning in this movie. I'd like to say that word again in case you're not paying attention at the wheel. She was stunning in this film. And uh, after investigating her, he realizes that Batista is the secret villain of all of these machinations against him. And he accepts, finally, that Wing Chun is his calling, uses the art once again, sadly defeats Batista, gets his revenge, gets everybody kind of back on the right track, and he reunites with his son, and kind of, in a way that we just talked about, uh, Indy finding a family, he finds a, a surrogate family, with Julia, the sister of Opium Girl, and his son and he has an apartment stay. He's used his wing chump for good and is finally on the right path to becoming a true wing chump master. Who could say master Z excellent summary. So the first thing I want to talk about with this movie is that yes, it breaks off with, with kind of it, the, the, the it man movies. The thing is that I kind of dug about this movie were, the Yip Man movies are kind of restricted to a story. Now I know the story is, you know, exaggerated at times, but it kind of has to play a playbook where this one is, you are just taking a character from that and you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. Like Ooh. this got, uh, this got out of control, out of control in a good way, but it, there was nothing like it didn't have to hit bullet points. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah, there wasn't like circumstances. Like there was the war around or anything like that. That was kind of holding not holding this movie back, but guiding this movie into a very predictable way. Like this movie was kind of all over the place. And, and yeah, there were no blinders on this exactly. movie, which I, which I, which I is actually one of my notes. The second note is the character journey of Wing Chun as an art during this movie. Right. Uh, not, and I, I don't want to skip from beginning to end, but it only makes sense if I kind of say it as a whole piece. Like in the Yip Man films, that uh, it films, excuse me, like Wing Chun has to be the main character with yip and it's got to look like wing chun and it's got to you got to be able to look at it and say that's it that's the art that's why we're here mm -hmm. but this allows uh master z's use of wing chun to follow a character arc through the whole film the first and second act he really doesn't use he's like a, a modified version of wing chun it's not right it's not his orthodox wing chun that he's used in the previous film and only when he and it's a great character moment in the movie. Only when he accepts himself as who he is does he switch back to Wing Chun, and he wins. He starts winning again. But but think about it from the motives of the character that it was in in Yip Man Three of like I am the master of this, and if I'm not the master of it, I'm never going to use it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Which like is he, he like he so just great. got he he 
there's a very symbolic thing. We stayed in the last episode where there was a huge sign, like a Burger King sign. It was like, I am the master of Wing Chun. After he loses to Yip, he breaks that sign. Yep. He's like, I will never use this again. He that is that is a life left behind. He is the, the mentality of like, if I can't use this and I'm not the best, then I will never show this again. Literally, like you see him with the Wing Chun wooden dummy in his house, like it's just holding laundry, like that it's not even being used for the thing that it was meant for. Like he's just so defeated in that aspect. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to take care of my kid and we're just going to be living a normal life and, and that kind of thing. Like he feels like he doesn't, he knows he has it in him, but he keeps it holstered for some reason. He just doesn't want to do it because I feel like at times worth him doing the Wing, wing Chun martial art, he feels like. He w- he's still not the best at it, even though yeah. he's doing it for the right reasons, protecting his family. He's being attacked, yada, that kind of thing. What, which is like what Kung Fu was all about was to the protection of the family, you know, passed down from Shaolin Kemp, uh, Temple was, if anything, he's using it how it's meant to be used as not a force for evil or is not a force for gain. And that's like his struggle, right? To get over the the easiness of using Wing Chun to get money as a mafioso and this high ideal of being the ultimate orthodox Wing Chun master, like he exists in these substratas of gray for the only two films. And so when he finally gets it right, it's orthodox Wing Chun. And he, like he announces himself like in the previous movies where they say their name and then their art and then they fight like that landed big for me. Right. This time around. Yeah, it was a, yeah, that was really, really cool in this. The fights that he kind of gets into in in this even early, like he's not picking any fights. He kind of like walks into it. Yeah. Basically, when one of the opium girls needs to um, give her money, I think it's Nana. Uh, needs Nana to, is uh, the addict. And Nana Julia is the, addict. Is the aunt. Julia or is the, is the, aunt. the sister. But I, what, like, I don't even think it's a love interest, maybe? Although they really don't go into Julia? That. Julia and Z, yeah. 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 That, yeah, that's a thing. Because they even joke at one time when, like, uh, Z's kid, like, has burned wounds in the hospital and they're like you need to take care of better care of your son and they're oh like, right oh. right right I, for, I forgot about that and the doctor assumes that they're married exactly yeah, yeah. so um classic me cute exactly so <laughs> this was one of those where and i kind of laughed at this scene so he, it was his son's birthday and he wanted to buy him a gift and he found like a bootleg batman yeah <laughs> like, what do they call it the black bat i i was uh look they don't want to get that. sued jonesy dc that's litigious. right DC, it, 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 don't it listen to Twin Vipers. It, it, it can't be Batman unless, you know, if it's like a, a yellow cape. It's not It's not Batman. Even though I thought it was strange, this movie probably takes place in the 40s or 50s. And this is, uh, Batman is, is drawn by um, T- uh, Bruce Timm uh, and Paul Dini from the 90s animated series. So sure. only if you're a deep, deep nerd like I am, would you be like, oh, excuse me, that's not how Batman looked in uh, 1933 or whatever. Look, man, I've been to Vietnam. I've seen bootleg toys. They'll, yeah. they'll put fake heads on things and be like, hey, it's a different toy. Yeah, no, it's 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 nuts. But yeah, he, he got into that fight. He wasn't really even, I guess he was trying to protect the women that were getting beat up as well. But yeah, that one he kind of got suckered into. But that, I mean... And then it kind of escalates. Like he almost tries spends the second act of the movie avoiding every fight he gets into. Because he Although, doesn't want. Because he. Because think about it. He leaves. He left that life behind. Yeah, and literally, there's a fight after the grocery store catches on fire. That's literally him trying to escape. It's all parkour. Yeah. Like it's, but I, I that was a big contender for a favorite fight. By the way, when he gets on the bamboo scaffolding and starts flipping through the grid work. 
So that was that was out. the fight on that was the fight on the street, correct? That yes. wasn't the fire. That wasn't when they started the fire. That no, was but, but I mean, both are parkour. The parkour fight, though, is like that's basically the third opponent. Oh, also, we got to talk yeah. about this movie opens up with freaking Tony Jaw. Just set the tone. Let's oh go, yeah. Oh my God. How could we better not fast forward yeah, to Tony? Tony Jaw, Tony Jaw with a with a special guest credit. Yeah. On this movie, him. he's one of the uh, I would say hired hands of Michelle Yeoh. As kind of sent to, would you say, like, take care of the Opium Girls until he runs into Master Z? Or, I don't know if she was intentionally trying to kill them, or she was covering up for Kit again. Kit is kind of like the more, lovable F-up more, of the family. I think it was more of a Kit thing than anything. Yeah. But she definitely... Or well, remember, so she's trying to, to she's trying to leave that life behind. Remember in the yeah. beginning where they have that board meeting where we're like, we're going to get favorite into- thing in kung fu movies are boardroom meetings. Babe, uh, yeah, no, you got to be, you got to be, you know. Michelle basically it. says we're taking the crime syndicate legit, and her younger brother Kit, who's the main antagonist of this movie, he's not about it. Also, he's the uncle that stole money and then he got busted in the head with an abacus, which was great. Happens. <laughs> I always that scene. I always it kind of makes me laugh because I always equate it to you're watching the movie Black Dynamite. No, I've never seen Black Dynamite. Oh, there's a scene where good? Michael. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a it's a more a comedy than anything. But Michael Jai White goes to this room uh, with a bunch of pimps, and he's like, "You guys, we got to do one. You guys got to do one thing: stop selling drugs to the community." And then one of the pimps was like, "But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community." It's <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite line ever. So yeah, that was that's that's what I kind of equated it to because they're just like, "Wait, we can't stop doing crimes." We do crime. <laughs> it's literally only the only thing. It's we literally do. the only thing they do. Yeah. So so she's trying to take them legit, even to the the sense of like she would go to charity. She was going to charity auctions, like you know, auctioning and winning bids and trying to you know clean up their name, which everybody in the auction knew that her name was very dirty. Yeah, I, I like that scene a lot. Actually, it's one of the few action scenes that I was like really dialed into. Yep. But really, you could put you could have Michelle Yell read the newspaper in a movie, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is the most introspective thing I've ever seen." I could I could watch her do anything. Michelle Yell is great. So one of the scenes, and I think it's probably your favorite fight as well, when they were fighting in the we'll call it like the the the, the street full of bars with all the lights. Hmm. You know me quite well. It's that yeah. that's my favorite scene. So. There's an instance in this fight where he's basically um, Kit now wants vengeance because Master Z blew up one of his opium dens. Kit wants vengeance yes. and he, he wants them like beat up. So Master Z ends up working at this bar with uh, you know Nana and um, Julia that work there as well. And the bar owner uh, is a foo who he looks like the guy that died at the first It Man movie, but is not the guy. He's yeah, the guy. I the same guy. It's the brother. I kept trying the whole the whole time. I know it's. Uh, Julia's brother, I think. Yes. But I was trying to be like, like is this a cameo from no. another Yip Ma movie? I just couldn't put it together. I was, that dude, that dude I was thought you were going to come Yip educate me. You're going to be like, oh, don't you remember? This is the origin story of this cool character from a different movie. No, he's just getting two checks. Let the man get two checks. He's Listen, great. Cash him. Chase that paper. The kids. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> whatever. He, whatever. And he died twice. Yeah. He's the that Sean Bean of the Yip Man. That franchise. man is over two. Bean. That man is over two in surviving in martial arts movies. Sorry, buddy. Actually, we'll get to we'll get to um, Kung Fu Hustle. He's over three in surviving in Kung Fu. Oh Hustle. my god! I love Kung Fu Hustle. That's got to be in the list. That's on the list. We're getting That's to what, that. Yeah. We're getting to that eventually. But um, but no, he has a lot of cool. They they flush out his character actually a lot. He has a lot of cool. He has a cool fight scene with uh, Master Z on the roof because they're trying to. They're basically like. 
one person is trying to pay the other one back and they're fighting and whoever loses has to take the money, which I thought was hilarious. Something about the Wilson Yip verse when they do these kind of like slower, more introspective fights, sometimes I like those better yeah. than the, the, the flashier grand set piece battles that they, they tend to swing to the fence for. So the biggest grand spectacle battle was the one in where you kind of jump around, but it was the one that we we're talking about. So basically, a lot of a lot of this movie consists of this one basically bar alley, but just filled with bars, lights, you know, light, lit buildings, kind of like a not like a Las Vegas, but but to to that point, a lot of diners, a lot of bars. So the fight here, what happens is, is there's not a lot of space like wide because it's like a thin street. So I, what I like is that they take this fight vertical. So the, what Jonesy was saying before, they're climbing, mm-hmm. Z's climbing scaffolding, running away from Kit's, you know, henchmen and stuff like that. And they're following him up and they're fighting on like billboards, fighting on lights, going up and down, scaling these huge rectangular light boards and structures and, and having fights on those. And people are just like falling off and like hitting the concrete and shit's crazy. I loved it. I loved everything about the scene. There's something with like verticality fighting that I actually really enjoy because it's the whole thing of like, Get to getting the position, balancing on the position, being offensive, being defensive, and then whoever fall, whoever and ends up making mistakes, you are either taking a punch or you are letting gravity or take over. Taking and you a are, slab of concrete to Yeah, and you were taking a slab yeah, of concrete to the face. Also, like, if I was a henchman, I don't know if I'd be climbing all that. I don't know if I'm getting paid that much for <laughs> to fly no, out a Just be like, oh, that. he got away. I mean, that's right. it. Uh, what are you going to do? Yep. I mean, I you wouldn't catch my old arthritic ass trying to crawl any kind no. of bamboo scaffolding yeah no no not at all but master z was definitely definitely doing it to to take out all these henchmen which um that uh, there wasn't really like a big bat in that fight it was just it was just a really 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 cool sequence with, it was with a fast, lot of moving very parts. fluid yes yeah i enjoyed that a lot the other big fight in this movie and it's kind of a repercussion Basically, there's a scene where Nana and Julie are talking, and they're like, "I'm glad we're sisters, and we're going to be together forever." You know yeah, when that happens? You one should of never die. <laughs> just stop. Listen, never sleep with anybody, never tell somebody you love them, or no. never tell like a person, "I'm going to meet up with you later." Yeah, that's so the kiss literally, of death. Oh man, and, and Nana gets a bad. She gets like she has to go outside to get fresh air, and like she gets like held down, and like she's already like an opium head, and they just basically drug her until uh, she's dead, which is bummer. Uh, I don't remember any of the Yip Man movies being that gruesome. That might be the most grotesque thing. It sucks. In this, in that was this franchise. bad. It was really, really rough. Yeah. Not, we don't want to, in case you have young folks present, which I'm sure you don't. It's quite graphic. It's rough. The way they kill her. It's rough and it's a bummer. But, yeah. um, and then, that, and then what happens is, is basically Yip and, and Fu are pissed and they're like, they go to Michelle Yeoh's place and we're like, Kit killed, Kit killed his girl. Now we got to kill the, now we got to kill Kit. Yep. So literally it's a ginormous, number one, it's two fights. Kit is now done with Michelle's character. And she's like, I, he's basically like, I don't want to take this, you know, legit. We want to, we want crimes, baby. Yep. Um. So she's trying to basically but overthrow fam, we her. We do crimes. Yeah. But they, yeah, they, they, they're doing crimes. So there's the, like that whole thing happening. And then also Yip and, or not Yip, Master Z and Fu are there to, want vengeance on Nana dying. So a huge fight ensues inside the, inside their basically the office penthouse, which I really enjoyed a lot of swords, man. There's a lot of swords going on in this fight. There was a lot of, it's, it's a big, 
it's huge close quarters, which is kind of like the stuff that I like. Of course, Wing Chun being the the CQC yes. Eastern art. And then it's it's Master Z versus Michelle by herself, and that fight oh, was crazy. So good. That would the the stuff they do with just their hands. Yeah. Like when they're testing their uh, core strength by moving the hands around on the table. Uh-huh. It's an actual kung fu exercise that I've done before. It's it's basically trying to touch the other opponent's chest, but they're moving your strength around with their core as you're trying to do it. So seeing it in a movie was super neat. And Michelle, I mean, Michelle could have just wiped the floor with him. But I do right. like how she, in that moment when they trade hands, she's like, oh no, he like kid can't handle this right this is at another level which is always my favorite part or one of my favorite tropes i should say in a kung fu movie is when the opponent recognizes the greatness of the protagonist mm-hmm. like oh this guy knows his, his stuff right like give me that in every kung fu movie i i, I eat that stuff up like something like she's, oh, she's, you know. she's trying to play the older sister their siblings so she's the older sister trying to take care of the younger brother so yeah trying to get him a, out of it she doesn't want anything to happen to him. So what does she do to stop this fight? Cuts off Kit's arm. Yeah, I mean, that's what a else? debt. She's like, that's that. She's like, this is it's like blood for blood. Yeah, this is the end of it. Let it yep. be done. Yep. Which is wild. This movie is crazy. Now sitting there talking about it, like I didn't think it was that crazy, but now we're going over plot points like how Nana dies, Michelle Yeoh is uh, vivisecting members of her own crew. Yep. This is the darker movie. It's that's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Without a doubt, but uh, uh, what was it then? There was there, so there's a there's a kind of a a, a turn, uh, you know, during this movie. Initially, when we're introduced with Batista, he basically owns a restaurant. He's like, oh, you know, I serve, you know, I, I'm a pillar to this community, and my my my, you know, mind you, he's like a drug mule in the secretly, background. Secretly, secretly runs the drug mules of the whole yes. city of Hong Kong. Yes, uh, love him at the beginning. Loves him like, steak. Like, you don't find this information out to like 20 minutes left in the movie. I kept asking myself, why the hell is Dave Bautista in this thing? I've seen it I twice. I actually really enjoyed that. I hate yes. when it's the quick, when it's introduction, quick turn. Like, let yes. the man be, you know. It definitely you felt for the entire time. like a heel turn. Because up to this point, Batista's portrayed to be like this kind foreigner who like takes people in and gives people a job and, you know, it wishes... Z's son a happy birthday like right. he's like oh Batista this is a strange role for him to play okay right so when they face off you're like oh okay here we go now I didn't expect it which you should you saw Tyson and Yip Man 3 you should just expect any American person famous for fighting uh-huh. that they're gonna fight the protagonist so the first fight with Batista is basically they're cracking down on the drug game which mind you if I <laughs> Jody, if I ever break a drug ring, please let my picture not be on the paper. Just yeah, holy just crap, like, right? Jesus Christ, man. What are we doing? Yeah, d- thank God. We- blur, do the blur face thing or something. Yeah, so basically Fu is like, I'm sick of this. We're going to stop this drug ring. And he starts dropping the drug ring. And there's a picture of him like dead center in the front of the paper holding like cocaine. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, why would me. you? Secrecy. Have- Oh my god! Like you don't put a like an undercover cop on the front of a newspaper no. when he does a good job. Why would you do it to a citizen? Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it was bad. So Batista's like, you can oh, find him here at seven hundred uh, Golden. Uh, yeah, right. It's not like Coke I own Avenue. a restaurant that you could yeah. get. A, I could get arrested. In. Anyways, he gets a, strangely he gets, enough. Here's his personal address. If you can't find him there, yeah, he's at this basically. apartment. So Batista then gets him captured, and then like he he has a fight with Fu. 
and he just kicks his ass and who knows he's going to die. So, but Batista's fighting style, as Jonesy was saying before with Tyson, he's just a honky, this is a Hulk of mass. He's yeah. just a big dude. There's nothing you can really get through to him. Um, and Fu's a, Fu's a good fighter and he, he, he could not do anything against him. No. Uh, Batista, Tyson I'm scared of in real life. Like, I'm scared of Batista in real life. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm saying like Batista had to work harder to evoke that feeling in me, but it was successful. I was like, oh, okay, Dave can move. Like you think wrestling or WWE, I mean, they're all very skilled athletes and martial artists. Like even when they're calling throws, like it's, you would be stupid to think those people aren't athletic or skilled. No, they're very athletic. But there's like something menacing about Tyson that I like it's a pre-existing relationship I have with Mike Tyson prior to seeing Yip Man 3. I mean, do you I feel really like it, if he, do you feel like he could possibly be crazy? Oh, Tyson is not possibly crazy. Tyson's well, no, but that's, does that add on to the factor of like the rationale thing of like, yeah, there's like something twisted. It's like in the movie Furries where like that dude was like the crackhead fighting. You're like, I can't. This crackhead has no form. Yeah, 100%. I could have said it better. Batista, though, I've only known him as this kind of like good guy. So he had to earn it a little with me, but he earns it in the fight with Fu. Like, he's definitely not a nice guy. Like, he's ruthless with a nice guy face, which I, w- I-, I was attracted to as his character. I was going to say, I've seen Batista being Filipino, and I have a bunch of Filipino friends. Uh, Batista, he's he's actually pretty good at a martial art. It's like a Filipino knife martial art, and I'm trying to remember the name of it's it. It's not Kali, right? That's the stick fighting. It is Kali. Yeah, it's Kali. Kali. Oh, they do knives yeah. too. Um, yeah, so seeing Batista doing that was actually, I'm like, yeah, man, that dude's a badass. But yeah, so he's there's kind of no breaking him in that first fight. He then kills Fu. Z then wants vengeance. And Z goes after vengeance by fighting Batista in his own restaurant. Yeah, meeting, meeting the villain on his own turf. A mistake at first, 100%. 100%. Gets his ass kicked. I loved, so I, let me let me stand up and testify. I love sure. Batista's kung fu choreography in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like he can move fast for a man yeah. of his size. Like I was expecting more of the. Like I said, not to keep harkening back to the Tyson fight, but Mike doesn't move fast in his fight. He's just more of like breaking the environment around him. And they do a lot of that here too, of course. But but Batista also with Tyson, you move. know where you know where the damage is coming from. It's coming from yeah. hands. Yeah, he's Batista's a coming from everywhere. Batista can throw his body like a freaking cannonball. Right. It is so fun to watch in a choreographed kung fu fight. Yeah. I like that. I love this fight, and it's not my favorite fight because my favorite fight, of course, you already called it. But this is like a very close runner-up, just based on Batista's skill alone. Yeah, but he's on Batista's skill alone. Master Z not wanting to unleash his uh, the Wing Chun because. You know, he's not the best and he doesn't want to do it anymore. And there's a great build up moment where he's just getting beat. Yeah. And he kind of goes into his head and you see him in like full the white uniform fighting against the Wing Chun dummy. And he starts like doing the move slowly again that he hasn't done in forever. But he's mm. very proficient in because he's a master. And then he literally pushes um, Batista back and then he goes and he he does the Wing Chun introduction of his name and then his art form. And I thought that was super cool. Oh man, I loved it. What a great hero cool. moment. It was cool. It was a very yeah. it was a, it was an awakening oh. of, of 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 who he actually was. When he changes his state and only you could see me, but he, he turns his right arm to get the elbow out and that yeah. bong sound defense. 
I was like, okay, Master Z's back. It's on. Also, dozing the push and then the the open fist, closed fist punch. Oh, close. yeah. Love it. I love that punch so much. Oh, and did you see he learned from his fight from Yip Man? Because very quickly after, he uses the one-inch punch. Yes. So he saw the technique, how great it worked, and he uses it. Awesome callback to the last movie. Because this this is now a fight to the death. This is now, this is not yeah. like a, a, a Yip Man, you know, am I the master of this school or not? This is like, I need to use this. Because of all the harm he's done, and he yeah. could do later, so I need to stop him. He still gets beat up in this fight. Like, he still gets yeah. thrown around, even with activating his his Wing Chun. But. Well, that's that's what I like better about this fight, is that, you know, Yip is kind of like, Yip might get a bruise or two, but, like, there's, at no moment do you think Yip Mod is in danger of not figuring out how to defeat his opponent. Even after uh, Z starts using the Orthodox Wing Chun again, like there's still a couple moments where we were like, it might not be enough. Like, how is this going to turn out? Is this going to be a yeah. draw? Like, does he have to flee? So when he and wins, they're fighting it feels in very like earned. a restaurant and like yeah. in the bench seating and stuff like that. They're getting tossed. Yeah, and he tosses Z like, but like picks up like a rag doll a couple times yep. and just throws him by like you're throwing a guy out of a restaurant like by the back yep. of the spine of their shirt. Love this fight. It was a great fight. Um, he does win in the end. They He actually kicks Batista outside in the waiting arms of the crooked cops who then have a change of heart. Yeah. Well, th- is it that Finally. or get uh, jumped by the entire crowd? Or get jumped by the entire yeah. city. <laughs> Please stop they being thought about it. They yeah. thought about letting him go. Exactly. They were like, all right. Uh, there's also, and then at the end, uh, Batista tries to make a getaway and Tony Jaw clean up man himself. Yep. Uh, his patent move, which is needle to the brain. Yep. So he needs. So the he only needs. technique he needs. It's very cool. Tony. I would have loved Tony to get a bigger part in this movie, but his two quick fights are, are worth it. I think the, I did. So, and, and we kind of skipped over too. He does have a fight with master Z and it's very, they are literally toe to toe with each other. In the oh my God. They, they go at it. There's also one cool part in the, like, yeah. So any, any punch thrown by either of them is blocked. So they're just like, they're just measuring each other the entire time. There's one part where they actually try to throw one another and they throw, they both throw each other outside, which is really, really. Oh cool. my I God. The that, choreography that fight. I love when you get two Kung Fu, obviously they're talented martial artists, but there's also like been in the stunt side of it for so long. Right. That they can just that, like, I wonder how much choreography actually happened before versus on the day. Cause they're so skilled. Like, could they be like, you know what? I don't like that move. Let's do like this sequence, like where they're rewriting on the fly. I would have loved to have been there day of watching that scene get shot. I feel like with the setting of this being in like such a tight, you know, like, like I said, like the street full of bars and stuff like that. I think this movie was very sound staged. So I'm sure like a lot of that was very choreographed. There's even parts, right. especially with, 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 to- with, not with any of the other fights, but with Tony on a couple of his moves were why you could you could tell it's a wire move. Yeah. And none of the other fights were, but I think they were trying to do that to accentuate Tony's kind of moves more. Um, because there's a lot of like him hanging kicks in the air, which is really, really cool. But uh, Or maybe Tony's just in his fifties now and he's not doing any, you know, that stuff unassisted. That man in his fifties now, there's no He's way. gotta be. Tony Jaw's gotta be at least late forties. Once again, everybody in your cars, you know, feel free to to take a second as we Google Tony Jaws age live on air. Um, no, I gotta know. I gotta know in general. Forty-seven. All right. Uh, yeah, forty-seven. I thought I was thinking like fifty-one, so I was close to the mark. Sure. He's getting a lot done in forty-seven. Also, this was like 
10 years ago or something like that. You know, so I not was even thinking 10 years of, ago, it was like eight years ago. Like Donnie, I think, has got to be 50. How Donnie great gotta he got to be looked. like 70. No way. We're not no, doing this again to our listeners. But like these guys are fit, eight pack, 12 pack abs. And I'm like five years younger and I look 10 years older. No, but you're also <laughs> talking about uh, Tony being a main he has been a main character in an action movie, so he he yeah. can he can he ha- of, like he'll. keep up. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, Tony Jaw kills Batista. <laughs> Here's your headline for for the newspaper. It's, yeah, it's that's wild. the tagline of this movie: Tony Jaw kills kills America wrestler. Yeah, basically. Um, and then it kind of that ending that way, and I think I've read they they might be making another one eventually. Leaves it up to another movie, which I would love because I I. I really like this a lot. It just felt more upbeat. It felt like the colors, it bright. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. felt more of an upbeat action movie in the world of man. But honestly, like he only shows up in the in flashbacks, and that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was used as an introduction to this character, and I think this character is amazing. So. Yeah, and I would love to see a movie where Master Z isn't such like a sad bastard. Like he's kind of a miserable, well, rightfully so. Wife, dad, raised kid of his own. Can't be the Kung Fu Master he I, wants I to think, be. I think he will be less of a sad bastard if they make a sequel because he wanted him and Julia would be together and then he would have a reason to be happy. I bet you, and I, yeah, I bet you it's a whole thing where like he starts another school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, are we sad. writing Master Z2 right now? I, we, well, you know, yeah. NDA, so, right? Yeah. And then Michelle Yeoh comes back for actually, nah, they got Michelle Yeoh is might, the main character by Yeoh. After that, no, nobody has Michelle Yeoh money. Woo, she's an Oscar winner now. Michelle, get the money. Jonesy, what do you score, Master Z? I'm gonna go. It's a five star movie for me. Yeah, originally, honestly, like I scored it a four on my initial watch, but I might update this to a five just because I. This is such a fun movie. It's just just a. It's just refreshing, in the sense of the other Yip Man movies after the first one feel forced. Yeah, and this is just fun. This is so organic, and it, it earns all of its story points, which is not typical kung fu movie fare. Yeah. Uh, it, but this reminds me a lot of Furies, where it's like not only is a choreography at this like this elite level, and uh, people will know what I mean. Like to get martial arts movies at this level, where every shot is right, every technique is executed. The people performing the stunts, you can tell, have had the right kind of training. It's right. th- it's nothing less than elite level, and Master Z is at that level. I think the Yipmont movies are are the bar, and everybody's trying to to raise that bar. And I think Furies did it. Sure. I think Master Z it, did it. And once you kind of see that, and you have now five, six, seven, eight films at that level, it spoils you for everything else. Because like you'll watch a different kung fu movie and be like, oh, why'd you make that choice when this is possible? But so, I mean, movies like this, when you see them fresh, see them for the first time, you got to cherish them. Because they're so, so, so high level. Not a lot can measure up. No, I agree. I this Again, I go back to this just felt fun. And it felt new and it felt, you know, fresh. So, um, yeah, I'll go. You know what? We're, we're trying to get better. It's another five-star fan club. I, Ooh, I, 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 love, I love this movie. Twin so. five banger. It's great. Master Z's great. It's, it is it's great. A, it's just a refreshing thing. Um, <laughs> Jonesy, do you want to tell them about the next movie, which I don't think is going to get a five from either of us? I uh, And it's a shame to say it, but Yip Man 4 is our next film. 
Yep. And I'm still excited. I haven't seen it since the theaters. I went and found a theater that had it. I saw it at its uh, U.S. Your premiere. ass sat in a theater. Your ass sat in a seat for this? Jesus. It okay. did. Can you imagine that? This is the one I get to see in theaters? God bless. Uh, so Yip Man 4 is our next movie. Uh, yes. We are finishing the quadrilogy. Yes. Yes. Well, soon to be a quintology. Nope. <laughs> that we're not out yet, so we can't talk about it. Oh. We'll get, we'll get, we'll talk about that at the end. From we'll talk about the grave. That. Well, no. What we'll do at the end is we'll talk about the grand scheme of the Yip Man series in general. So since yeah. we, we were kind of knocking those all out, um, but yeah, next episode Yip Man Four. So tune in. Um, Twin Vipers Pod at gmail.com Also Twin Vipers Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Please leave rate us, review if you can. Leave us um, a voicemail. Leave us a voicemail. Like our friend. We're going to do some, we're going to, this is my first time editing this. We're going to see how this works. We're going to listen to our friend, Mikey P, send us in a voicemail. Mikey's great. Fam, Jonesy, Mikey P of the Viper Nation was uh, listening and I was wondering if you guys ever went to a live martial arts tournament, perhaps a kumitai here or there, maybe like a spring break in college. You went to like a backyard brawl or something. And um, I guess boxing matches can't matter. They, they count. Um, I wouldn't count wrestling in this. I, I just mean like an MMA fight or something in real life and what your feelings are. I think my feelings of uh, MMA have changed over the years. I used to love them. I used to get glued to them. I still am to a degree, but now I just kind of really see the uh, the real damage I think it does. They got so good, these, these fighters, that they're all they're all killers now. All right. Love you guys. Love you, Maggie. Love you, Mikey. Um, so have you? Have we been ever been to any martial arts stuff? So my old roommate used to practice uh, jujitsu, and he was like, he did a couple of Naga tournaments. So North American Grapple Association, I think that's what it's called. It stands for. Um, so I went to I think one of those, which that was a cool experience. Um, when I was doing martial arts, they would have tournaments, but I never really attended any of those. And I've been to a couple of UFCs locally. What about you, Gen Z? I, you know, I have never been to um, any kind of sanctioned tournament. Uh, but when I did practice Wing Chun regularly, uh, I did get to go to um, a demo from the guy who does fight science. And uh, oh, yeah. the UK, he came over and he actually knew my Sifu uh, from just had been at different events uh, with each other. So I got to meet him. He was really cool. And he, like a lot of modern uh, Wing Chun instructors, people who have kind of... Um, they modify the art. They kind of, to a degree, follow in Bruce's footsteps and they kind of fill the gaps in the art. And he did, the fight science guy, does the same thing with his brand of Wing Chun as well. Uh, but he incorporates a lot of boxing footwork. And, you know, Jeff, my Sifu, also did similar things with wrestling. And uh, Jeff himself was an amateur kickboxer in the day. So while I didn't get a chance to see anybody fight live, those demos were were pretty great. A pretty great experience. <clears throat> what do I think of the UFC? So, I'll give you an honest to god opinion about the UFC. Sure. When you when you train, like they train, and you distill these techniques into really what works best, because that's what MMA is, right? It's it's we've run the gamut of all these techniques, and we're kind of seeing live like this experimentation of what what parts of everything work best. But, you know, my Sifu said it best. He's like, you only have two arms and two legs. And you 
can only move them in so many ways. So thusly, there is a answer for everything in your own art. You know, without the need for MMA, there's a, there's an answer if you feel, think of it philosophically. And I think going to an MMA gym is great and learning, and it's going to teach you to be a great fighter in a very short amount of time. In fact, I think the people I've known that have trained MMA probably progressed the the quickest when it comes to skill level. Um, you know, there's no five, six years to master art for them. They're probably getting that same thing in a year or, or two years, maybe. Jiu-Jitsu, their groundwork probably longer. But some of these MMA guys, they're just learning some techniques on the ground, which is really all you might need in real life. But I think it chips away at something that traditional martial arts has something almost spiritual, and I and I and I don't want to sound cheesy when I say it, but I had a lot of experiences on the mat and with the fellow students where you learned a lot about yourself, and that we talked about that in class, and and there was something about the camaraderie of the class and and learning techniques and two man drills and sparring with the the nomenclature of the the art and the. The testing to a degree, we didn't do belts, but you know, we we were testing at different levels of the art. There's something I, I that there's value there, and if there was no value there, it wouldn't have stuck around for as long as it has. Those tr- traditions would not have continued if they were valueless. So, as much as I can say, MMA is the best thing for fighting. Like if you want to fight and, and be effective as a fighter, if you think you need that in your life. MMA is the answer to all those questions. What works? But I think if your path is fighting plus something else intangible, I think traditional martial arts, they offer something different, something more profound. I think it's just like kind of whatever skill set you're you're kind of into. With yeah. me, with the, with the UFC, like I used to watch a ton. I kind of don't watch as much anymore. Just... It, it's kind of like there's a lot of events. It used to be just like once a month, and now there's like one every weekend. So it's it's a little harder to follow. So I kind of fell off at some. There's other odd things out there. One championship, Bellator, that kind of thing. There are other fighting you know companies out there that aren't UFC that have a lot of great fighters in them as well. One championship is great. But yeah, for me, I, look that that's a style that style is meant literally for fights for the combat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's either it's both you're both learning strikes and then grapples to to win matches, and then they're directed that way, and they should be because that's kind of you know their goal. Um, but yeah, I think with that stuff, it definitely can teach you uh, certain aspects. But you're right at times, like if you're kind of like sitting in one discipline, you're kind of kind of learn more about the one discipline. But yeah, it's it's honestly good to know a little bit of everything, and, and you know, hundred percent, it could help. Um, yeah, and yeah, I would uh, I would avoid schools that don't at least acknowledge that. And one of the things, my son is at a, a great place called East West Karate, uh, which is local to this area. I really, really like his sensei, not just because he's great with the kids and, and you know, he does teach the kids effective techniques for their size and age, but he also, he trains BJJ, he mm-hmm. trains with adults. Like he is, um, he doesn't limit himself to just karate, which, mm-hmm. you know, you can see will leak into his instruction. And that's what you need. You need it. You hit it on the head. Like, you can't just train BJJ. Like, even though jujitsu is a super effective art, 
stand up or sit down. Like you, you need striking. You need, yep. you know. And I, I argue all the time. Wing Chun is famous for trapping, hand trapping, and you know some of the other stuff. There's critics of, but the trapping is it, it teaches you to to be alive in both hands, and trapping teaches you not to chase hands. So I think that component can be added to other things and make it great. But you ha- you can't like if I just focused all my time on hand trapping, you all of a sudden you're confronted with a kick and you have no idea what to do. Right. So, I mean, you hit it on the head. You got to be willing to step outside your comfort zone and find the answers, you know, by doing it. Yeah. And here locally in Orlando, we have a couple of those. They're not just like a jujitsu them. They're more of an MMA gym in the sense of like they're teaching multiple styles. Um, what is it? We have a place called the jungle with, uh, I think the lead, um, trainer there is Seth Petrozelli. And if you know him, he's the guy that knocked out Kimbo slice, like, out of nowhere so that's kind of his claim to fame he's actually he's a he's a pretty cool fighter but um but yeah we have gyms like that here um we have and i'm sure a lot of uh, jujitsu gyms have kind of been popping up everywhere it's just kind of yeah. the name of the game it's the that. art but, of um, the of the the moment i guess for sure what, 20 20 years it's reign supreme yeah i mean hey there's a lot there's a lot of good you know it's one of those words like I'm the type of like hey learn any you know as many disciplines as you can and it's honestly more beneficial for sure but um we just we went deep dive into that question mikey yeah thank you so much for mikey your, thank for you for time. that was a great I, I think we spent more time on mikey's question than we did the, talking the, about the Master movie G. jesus yeah and uh, much more time we'll then we'll spend talking about yeah man for sure um so yeah it's one vibers pod at gmail.com if anybody wants to send us in anything we'll we'll ramble like we just did there uh let's finish off with the martial arts quote of the week uh zen quote of the week which is in martial arts the relationship of master and disciple is a particular one. Tree, thong, dang. Jonesy, anything else for the folks before we get out of here? No, watch Master Z. Yes. And if it's you have streaming Michelle like Yeoh's... It's streaming on like a lot of places for free. So uh, yeah, it's easy it. to get. And if you have like, Michelle it... Yeoh's number, text it to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Text it to Jonesy. Yeah. I will say this. With Master Z, you do not need to watch... you. You kind of don't need to watch any of the Ip Man movies. This is nope. a standalone. Absolutely. But it is a character from the series, but the, his inclusion in the series gets explained in the first like five minutes of this movie in, in flashback. Yeah. This movie is a standalone. It's not hard it's to follow. Great. No, and it's not hard to follow. This movie's great. So it's a really, really cool movie. So for Jonesy, this is Fam. We are the Twin Vipers, and we will see you next time. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast.